Meow, meow. Hey, what's up? Meow. Tibbles the cat here. Man, you are in for a treat today. If you like the New Zealand archipelago, cute little kittens, and killing birds, you have come to the right place. Oh, hold on a sec. Thanks for tuning in to Tibbles the Cat Art Extinction Event. Extinction event. I'm Melissa here with Jack. Hello, Melissa. Hi. Welcome. Thank uh, you once again. And I always feel like I need to say thank you when you say welcome. Okay. It's just polite, I it's, guess. Thank you. It's podcast manners. <laughs> and I've noticed on some other podcasts, they just aren't, there isn't enough manners. They don't mind their P's and Q's. Oh. Um, maybe that's why they're so popular because they're so edgy. Ooh, yeah, we're not edgy. Uh-uh. Uh, we're a little. Mm. There's a little bit of a little bit of an edge. A lot of death. Dark... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's at least PG thirteen. Oh, for sure. Where do I go? So today the episode is called Tibbles the Cat. Okay, I have a question about that right off the bat yeah. because normally we do like a species, but you've given you started with this character named Tibbles. Uh huh. And uh, what's up with that? We'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ruin it. I was going to ask you, are you a cat person? I don't have anything against cats. I've never personally had one. But my exposure with them has been often pleasant. And I get it. I like that they're independent and they don't just like, like you got to earn their trust. You like that about them? I do. Uh, listen, you because have to... when they do come in and they like you, then you feel like you've really like now you're in the inner circle. I guess I've never gotten that far with a cat, <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> I was going to say that you have to earn the trust of a dog as well. It's do you? They're just a little more open. I think since humans and canines evolved together, mm-hmm. informing each other's evolution that we are just closer to dogs. I feel like the only time you have to earn the trust of a dog is if somebody has double-crossed that dog and now they've learned a lesson to not trust you. But by nature, dogs are very open and trusting. Whereas cats, they know better. We've done a lot more dog extinctions than cat extinctions. And maybe Mm. dog type. I'm counting a wolf as a dog. And a fox is mostly a dog. More trusting, more susceptible to extinction. Many, many big cats have gone extinct. But um, I got a little secret for you. What's that? It's not about extincting a cat. What? It's about a <laughs> cat who extincted a bird. <laughs> okay. All right? I was, first, I was like, I've been led here under false pretenses. But no. Kind of. I just thought the name of the bird was less interesting for the title of the show than Tibbles the Cat. So that's some nice marketing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's do this. Let's do it. 
today we are talking about a cat who is said to have single-handedly caused the extinction of an entire species of bird. That bird is called the Stevens Island Wren, also called the Lyall Wren. It was a small, flightless songbird that only existed on a small New Zealand island. It was an olive brown bird with a yellow stripe around the eye. So you can see where I was going with Tibbles the cat. It's a little more yeah, catchy. I, mean, than... I already don't care about this bird right. and I'm rooting for <laughs> Tibbles to succeed. <laughs> you already hate this bird. All right. Olive brown. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yellow stripe like around the eye. Like, oh, I guess. I was thinking maybe it was a cool racing stripe or something. We're just, okay. Okay. It only exists one island. Right. Yeah, right. Nobody's going to miss this bird. No. <laughs> All right. The Stevens Island Wren at one point also occupied mainland New Zealand, but was likely forced to relocate to the island because of predation by the Polynesian rat. And for being a total downer. <laughs> got Overall, out. just mediocre, boring bird. Um, The Maori... Those are the, you remember, I Mm -hmm. used to call them Maori (laughs) until I was corrected. Thank you. (laughs) They introduced that rat uh, when they first colonized New Zealand. So that bird got the boot and um, went to Stevens Island, which is a really small island. It's only about one quarter mile wide. And so no one really bothers to colonize it. Except for Steve. (laughs) Who was a mediocre, unremarkable <laughs> person who was forced off of New Zealand. I can't, I read why it's called that, but I forgot. It really was that unremarkable, mm-hmm. right? Just, you know, the island of misfit toys. It's just for, this island of like Chili's managers and <laughs> Toyota Corollas. <laughs> Which makes sense because you think New Zealand, you think Lord of the Rings. It's just this grand landscape and fantasy and like there's no room for boring there is and it's called Stevens Island (laughs) welcome to Stevens Island oh cool uh yes you've come just in time okay we're just finishing up this puzzle thousand pieces i see Uh, and there's the last piece oh wow Mm. all finished now yeah okay um i guess uh you're gonna have to wait till the next boat comes in with the new puzzle yeah i was just gonna ask when does the next boat come in because i you didn't happen to bring a puzzle did you no, I'm I'm not a puzzler, and I I'm honestly not even really supposed to be here. There was a mix-up. Uh, I was supposed to go to Jeffrey's Island. Uh, Jeffrey's Island? You don't want to go there. No. Nah. I. They did one of those 3D puzzles. You don't like 3D puzzles? It's terrifying. Yeah. Oh. It could collapse at any second. Ah, <laughs> uh, not us. Here on Stevens Island, we just stick to the flat two-dimensional puzzles. Much safer. Yeah, so everybody leaves this unremarkable island alone. The Maori leave it alone. Rats and other predators somehow stay away as well. 
And so the birds there live in peace for a long time. Fast forward to the 1800s. It is the era of sea travel, the age of sail, and New Zealand is booming. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. Moving on. The area where Stevens Island is located is not only a high boat traffic area, but it's also a really dangerous sailing territory as well. A lot of ships end up crashing and or sinking in this one area. So they decide to build a lighthouse on the island. And in addition, they build a couple houses. And in 1894, three lighthouse keepers, their families, and one teacher, a total of 17 people, (laughs) they move to Stevens Island. 17 of the most mundane, (laughs) boring, perfectly average people together in one house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like real world. Yeah. With them, they bring sheep and cattle, but for whatever reason, those don't end up being a big part of this extinction event, which is unusual. Hmm. Usually sheep and cattle are not a good addition They come in, they trample, they eat, Mm -hmm. they mess up the ecosystem. Dominoes fall, animals get extincted. Yeah. But man, that is... You you want that story? There's about 15 of them in our back catalog. (laughs) This island, if you really think about that, 17 people, a lighthouse, and sheep and cattle, it's a quarter mile. That's one lap around a track. It's not a lot of space. That's a prison. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Three houses. (laughs) Right next to each other. One of the lighthouse keepers was a Mr. David Lyall. Ah. Lyall's Wren. Yeah. Let's see where this came from. And he was at his house one day when a cat, the alleged Tibbles, drops the body of a bird at his doorstep. A peace offering. Now... I say alleged because we're not even entirely sure the cat was named Tibbles. Look, you have a group of people that small, that boring, that confined. Things are going to get out of control. <laughs> in the recollection department. Yeah. In the, like, we're humans. We manufacture drama. It's true. Even the most boring of us. And, like... It's just everyone's collective minds working together to fire off and create something <laughs> to keep them sane. Yeah. So no, there could have never been this bird. And this whole entire <laughs> story true. is fabricated as a way to like, to not, you know, just walk into the ocean and end it all. <laughs> it's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, oh jeez, my eyes are just bugging. I, just, I think I got allergies from this cat. Oh. I just can't stop petting. He's always around bringing me stuff. Oh, he scratched me, bit me a couple times, but you know, having a cat friend, that's for the price you pay. Right, the cat. Speaking with, I think I hear him meowing now, so I'm going <laughs> to see you guys later. Okay. Bye. Okay, David. Uh-huh. What's up with this? Jeff. Uh, yeah. Do you heard that right? Yeah. I'm a little worried about Dave. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, have you seen this cat? There's no cats. No. We all live on this island. There's no cats. Uh, we, yeah. I kind of think that maybe being on a small island with limited contact of others, he might be losing his mind. Yeah. He needs a therapist. It's yeah. like, Hello. he's going crazy. Just deal with reality. I know. Okay. Do your job. Don't create this fantasy to escape into because you can't handle reality. Yeah. Be a man. Jeez. Come on. God. Jeez. Well. Anyways, yeah. I'm like kind of worried about Dave. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just keep an eye out. I got to go though because, look, I have the salamander that's been living inside my gallbladder. It's salamander? Yeah. And it whispers me secrets of the island. And also they've been telling me to grow my fingernails into S shape. I don't an get that. S shape? Do you know how to do that? No. Like a S. They said, make your fingers serpentine. Never heard of that. Never. And you ride the wild lightning. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I. It sounds cool, it right? sounds fun. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Because why the hell not? <laughs> why the hell not? All right. Have a nice day. Okay. Well, I, I was going to say that, yes, this cat and this story, it's a little shaky in parts, but it earns fame back in the day when this was happening. And it's believed that some publications might have invented the name Tibbles to make and market a better story. Yeah. Which is exactly what I did with this episode. Oh. History repeating. Right. (laughs) But yes, Tibbles might be a fabrication in this bird might. I don't know. It's a good name for a Are we living in a simulation? (laughs) Is the entire universe just a projected hologram? We don't know. Let's just embrace it. Embrace the chaos. We're all boring. Let those neurons fire away and let's you know create an alternate reality yeah. where Tibbles can talk. <laughs> yeah. You know what Tibbles said to me today, honey? <laughs> That's yeah. We're getting there. All hail Tibbles, the great provider. May you bless us and bring us a dead bird on our doorstep. Tibbles. 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 And as with most of these extinction events we do, the details have been muddled a bit over the years. And so there are a couple of different theories as to whose cat this was and how she got there. The first option was that one of the lighthouse keeper's wives wanted a cat for companionship on this small island of only 17 people. Once or twice a month, there was a boat, the Hinamoa. You know that I... Butcher names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Hinamoa. It comes to the island carrying provisions. And upon the request of this woman, a cat was brought on one of these trips. Hmm. So that's one theory. She's getting lonely or just bored of the other people and wanted a cat. I bet they all wanted a cat. It's just like, hey, we, That'd be nice. we've heard these same stories. Like, when's that cat getting here? <laughs> right. And the day of the cat arrives is probably a pretty big deal. Right. But like I said, you got to earn the cat trust. Yeah. And well, I bet you this cat was like, I don't want anything to do with any of you. <laughs> probably they're trying too hard. And it senses that right off the bat. Yeah. Okay, another theory was that there was a cat living on another boat, not the Hinamoa, and the boatman wanted to get rid of it. 
So they tied it up in a sack. An evil cursed cat. <laughs> yeah, probably. They tied it up into a sack and they were going to throw it overboard. But just as they were about to do it, the ship wrecks. And it wrecks really cl- close to Stevens Island. And the cat escapes, swims to the island, and takes up residence there. So that's This a- is like a beginning of a very cool movie about a <laughs> cursed cat. Yeah. Who is like an ender of worlds. Yes! Everywhere he goes, he brings misfortune. From out of the ocean I rise. It is I, Tibbles, ender of worlds. You will crumble before me as so many worlds have before. Yes. Uh, what do you think that cat's saying? It's almost like that cat's talking. Yeah, it won't stop. Oh, maybe he just wants a little pet. Be careful, beauty human. You pet me and you, uh... I'm gonna pet it. There we go. There's a little little scratch for you. It's a good kitty. Yes, that feels good. Scratch my tummy before I end your work. Good kitty. Aww. Those are my doom engines warming up. Oh, this little guy just needs a pet. I'm getting a little sleepy. Does that feel good? Do you mind if I roll up here on your windowsill? Before I destroy you. I don't doubt it because this whole story kind of reminds me of any horror movie that takes place in the Antarctic on the research base up there. Uh And nothing good ever comes when the people have to stay for the long winter, right? Yeah. And it's that's kind of getting the same vibes. Yeah. With this. Okay, so that was the second theory. And then there is the theory that one of the families simply brought a cat with them when they moved to the island. Probably, <laughs> you know how it is. The most direct, boring theory is probably the one that's accurate. Probably. It seems most likely the only... But what movie do you want to see? Exactly. A young girl steps off a boat with a cat or a grizzled old sea captain holding a bag with what seems to be a demon about to throw it into the ocean yes. when his boat is struck by lightning and then careens into some sharp rocks and killing everyone on board. Yeah. Cut I will... to a cat crawling out of the ocean. I will purchase a ticket to that movie mm-hmm. and then close my eyes when all the spooky parts happen. <laughs> yes. And here's why I think, even though it's the most likely that it somebody just brought it, but maybe that's not actually so likely, is that we have the specifics of the sheep and the goat and like mm. all the people. We kind of have a captain's log yeah. of who was on the Hamoa that first trip. Not a big island. You could count everybody and everything. It's not likely like a cat just slipped through right. but the inventory. Who knows? Yeah. Probably somebody just brought it. Anyway, now allegedly David Lyall, who received this gift of a dead bird from Tibbles, later claims that this was not his cat, which makes no sense to me. You know, why would somebody's somebody else's cat bring you a dead bird as a gift? Cat politics are strange. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think sometimes they do stuff like that just to make their owners jealous. Yeah, maybe. 
Meow. Yes. All right, then. As representative of the Tabby clan, I will review our agreement that we have hashed out here to unite our two proud races of cats. You, Grey Cat, me, the Tabby, we will hash this out once and forever. Indeed. Well. As is agreed upon, you may come over to my owner's house and demand to be let inside. And then, once you are in, you may turn around and want to be let right back out again. Lovely, lovely. And I will go to your owner's house and bring him no more than three dead birds and then bite him when he goes to pet me. Okay. Um, can we throw in um, two to four destroyed furniture pieces? Uh, oh, of course, okay. of course. Okay. I, I apologize. Yes, we shall destroy furnitures. And as a late addition, I hope this does not offend. But when I'm at your owner's, I'm going to stare at something like there is a ghost. Okay. So it be. Let the great order be restored among our two mighty clans. We shall exchange the ringworms, then, and make this official. Oh, man, this is... I don't, cats, I don't get... I don't understand them. It could have been a threat <laughs> and not a peace offering. It's like, you're next. Maybe that guy was just like, he's not my cat because he doesn't want to clean up after it. (laughs) Who knows what's going on in the boring colony? Yeah. Yeah. But who knows how many (laughs) storylines are already happening and introduces cat into the mix? I was going to say that let's say it wasn't his cat and the cat's not playing mental games with him. This gives a little more levity to the shipwreck story because maybe it really was nobody's cat and it was it was shipwrecked mm. and it was just trying to make friends or impress Lyall. I'm new here. Mm-hmm. Recently shipwrecked. I'm totally not evil. Here's a bird. Mm-hmm. Not cursed. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? That kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, for now, let's just say we're not really sure on Tibble's origin story. Moving on. Lyall readily accepts this gift of a dead bird because Lyall is a bit of a naturalist. (laughs) (laughs) Who wasn't back then? And he's pretty excited about this bird. He's never seen one like it before. So he skins the bird as a way to preserve it. And the next time that boat comes to the island, he loads up the skin and it gets sent off to a collector on the mainland who can take a better look at it. In the meantime, Tibbles, hard at work back on the island, continuing to drop off the occasional bird on Lyle's Mm. doorstep. And uh, this whole thing with cats dropping off birds, uh, giving them as gifts, I'm not really, you know, I'm obviously not a cat person, so I had to look into it. Yeah. Uh, This action is called a prey return behavior. And I guess cats don't just kill because they're hungry. They also just do it for fun. So leaving a recent kill at your doorstep can be a way for your cat to send a message to you that he or she is a pretty good predator. And you should be impressed by that. Cats have big egos. (laughs) And it could also be a subtle hint for you 
that you should be hunting food as adeptly as it is. Uh huh. Like a. It's a passive aggressive move, which is another thing cats are. <laughs> cats are famous for. It sounds like the worst pet. No, I mean they're pretty. F- they're nice. It's just it's. So- you know, it's like the bad kid who's misunderstood, and then you get to be his friend, and you're like, you guys don't know him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Also, it could just be leaving it there because they're done with it, you know, and maybe that cat was using it kind of like a toy and now he's just done with it. Mm-hmm. It got bored, yeah. you know, just killed it to use it as a toy. As a toy, as a way to shame you, <laughs> be passive aggressive, all of those things. Probably all of them. Like I told you, cat politics, very hard. <laughs> Great Cat has the floor. Thank you. I'm here to report that last week when Tabby Cats agreed to come to my residence, asked to be let in, and then immediately be let out, that they did not do so. They stayed inside the residence and continued to eat their way through a good portion of wet food. Uh, may I have a chance to respond? Sure. As a Tabby Cat, a proud Tabby Cat from the great state of Tabby, cats i may i address your attention to the bylaws of the cats that state once inside a residence any wet food goes to any hungry cat deserving of it and what is deserving well if it's not a hungry tabby cat then i don't know what is that is with regret that i do admit that it did look like a very special treat for a special cat (laughs) and regrettably gray cat could have been that special cat so I do propose as an amendment. Uh, can I interject? Please. I would propose that I be allowed to try a wet food at your residence. I'm afraid that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Then this. You come over to my owner's house. You spend the day in the garden getting his attention, playing coy. Mm-hmm. All right. He's He keeps talking about you. He wants you to come closer. He tries to make first contact. Your tail's going back and forth. You just look like a sweet little guy. Of course. And as he comes down to pet you, you latch onto his arm as if you are an octopus taking down its prey. I see. And just scratch as much as you can. And this would bring you joy. Yes. Quite a bit. Consider it done. Okay. Good doing politics with you. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's a little messed up to me, but uh, that's what's happening to Lyle. This cat's really in his head, if the cat exists at all. (laughs) He's literally in his head. Back to the bird, which is what this extinction story is about. Turns out it is a new bird, one that had never been observed in modern times. They name it after Lyle, the lighthouse keeper. Mm -hmm. And this new species is called the Lyall wren, or, you know, the Stevens Island wren. And now collectors want it. They want um, dead birds from the island for their collections. And this one guy starts visiting Stevens Island to try and acquire them so he can sell them. I mean, Lyall's selling his, too. Yeah. Um, but so this other guy If goes, you think he's not getting his beak wet, <laughs> you got another thing coming. <laughs> You're crazy, Um, man. (laughs) 
so this one guy, I'm assuming he's just trying to chase them down. Maybe he's using the old stick and stone method, which we've talked about historically is quite effective with island birds. And, and can you brush me up on that again? You throw a stone or smack it with a stick. <laughs> and it, that's... Ah, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because <laughs> it, it's a flightless bird. Okay. Um, or I, I don't know. Maybe he has a gun. Maybe I don't know what he's doing. But whatever it is, it's not working. These little birds are fast. They dart around like a little mouse. And they seem to be mostly nocturnal. They are so elusive that they were only ever seen alive by a human on two occasions. So for the life of him, he can't catch him. It looks like Tibbles the cat is the only one who can chase these birds down. Okay, two things. One... The birds got way more interesting than I had initially thought. Why? Because they're elusive, they're flightless, they're very fast, and people don't see them. That's mm. cool. Um, you know, in my head, it was kind of just like a sparrow that you might see at a Starbucks, you know, when a bit of scone goes on the ground and they f- flip over and look at you, right? Yeah. Uh, when in fact, they're much, they're a little more interesting. Second thing I would like to bring up, this entirely could be fabricated because this sounds more like a fake story that you would make up you know this guy's sitting there in his house tending this lighthouse and he's like what if i just made up a bird and sold it i believe they have specimens Mm -hmm. that are still in existence right right that's what they want you to think these cats are in my head. I look other episodes. They've they've like faked uh, pelts and stuff from animals that had bounty on them. It's I'm not gonna put it above someone who has all the time in the world to just capture a few birds, maybe draw a yellow ring around an eye and <laughs> pass it off to something new. You don't think those collectors are begging for something new, ready to look past these obvious flaws? I can't deny that. No, I just it could be saying could be, but is that what Tibbles wants you to think? Tibbles doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Uh... Tibbles is helping himself to the Lyall Wrens. Whether she was killing more of them and not placing them on Lyall's doorstep, we'll never know. But in roughly one year's time, over a dozen specimens are taken down by Tibbles and placed on Lyle's doorstep and then sent off to collectors. The details are hazy here, but at some point it comes out that maybe this wasn't the work of just one cat. Various records mention cats, not just a cat, which begs the question... If Tibbles wasn't the only cat, how did these other cats get there? You have a theory? No. Okay. Well, one story goes that Tibbles was pregnant when she arrived on the island. Oh, damn. Yeah. Which is in line with the shipwreck story. Mm -hmm. Because they could have thrown her overboard because she was pregnant and they didn't want to deal with kittens. Mm. which is just cruel and terrible. Probably and, pretty common in that time. Yeah. So perhaps once on the island, uh, she has a litter of cats. 
and no one is claiming these other cats at this point. And they're slowly, well, actually quite quickly becoming wild. They're not Congratulations, pets. you've introduced an apex predator. Yeah. <laughs> this boring little island just got real exciting. On our, on our movie, you know, where out comes this cat from out of the sea, is now introduced these hellspawn. Right. <laughs> who also have one mission, to destroy the world, starting with these birds. Makes sense that it would start on the most boring island on the archipelago. <laughs> so even if Tibbles had started life as a pet, her offspring could have quickly become feral. And those would have turned into a colony of wild cats that were quickly taking over the island. So even if somebody had willingly, you know, ordered the cat or brought it there, you don't always know if a cat's pregnant. So they might not have realized it. Yeah. Um, So cats can go wild within one generation. And wild cats, I mean, any cats really can be brutal predators. And um, they're classified as a super predator. Historically, they're responsible for many bird species extinctions, and they continue to kill billions of birds every year. I'm, yeah. Complicated. (laughs) You're such a cat person. It's crazy. (laughs) You're defending them to the death here. You don't know what a world be like if all these birds are just going crazy, running amok. It's a furry line between us and birds taking over. Cats are standing that post. Okay. Keeping us safe. And our car is moderately clean from bird poop. So Tibbles likely isn't solely responsible for killing off all of these birds. And also Tibbles was likely becoming more and more wild as the time went on. Clearly she's coming and going at will, exploring the island, doing a lot of hunting. So even if she had been someone's pet over time, she probably would have just become a wild cat. And at this point, it's about one year into humans and cats being on the island, and the Lyall Wren is pretty much gone. There might be a few left who hold out for a couple years, but they're going extinct. You can't stop it. And you can just let that ruminate, Jack. Sink in for a second. Well, I'm kind of back to not caring about them. You know, <laughs> there's a blip of where I was like, hmm, that's slightly interesting. But now the cats seem more interesting <laughs> to where... I'm kind of over the birds now. All right. Well, that's good because the story is not over. Hmm. Just to recap, humans and cats colonized the island in 1894. By 1895, the Lyall Wren is nearly gone. In 1896, David Lyall, that lighthouse keeper, leaves the island for a post at another lighthouse. Good for him, getting off the island. <laughs> yeah. It's a big day for everybody. Probably got voted off. Ah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, sorry. What is this meeting? I got to get back to my cat. David, the cat. Yeah? It's about the cat. This meeting's about my cat. It's definitely the, the, real. The, uh, with, we've had enough. We can't take it anymore. The cat tell you to say this? Look, 
we've all got things, you know. I've got a flock of three-legged geese that live in my backyard, one of which I'm happily married to and carrying their child. But I don't make a big deal out of it, do I? Okay, 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 okay. I see what's happening What do you see? David, it's for your own good. You have taken this cat story a little too far. Like Melissa said, we all have our fantasies to keep things real on the island. Wait a second. Are we calling it a fantasy? Melissa, (laughs) I don't mean to insult you and your goose wife or the child you're both carrying. I'm saying we all have our fantasies. I am king of the salamanders, and they do prepare me a feast every night of the greatest gooseberries and dingle dogs. <laughs> and we all know this to be true, but the unspoken thing that we have here on the island is we don't let our fantasies interfere with each other's fantasies. And David, I'm sorry, but your cat has interfered with ours too much. The other day I came home and all my dingle dongs had been scattered on the floor by what looks like could only be a cat. And I know, Melissa, you've been telling me your wife, goose wife, three-legged goose wife, can't sleep at night knowing there's an alpha predator. Yeah, everyone, the whole flock's inside. You know how much stuff that is to clean up on a daily basis? A lot. Yeah. So I'm sorry, David, either the cat goes or you go. All right, and then by 1897, there's a new problem on Stevens Island. There's a whole lot of cats. They're multiplying (laughs) quickly. Oh, boy. So, like, we're not even thinking about that extinct bird anymore. We're just talking about cats now. Bring in the dogs. (laughs) Okay, so I was just going to ask what you think they did Yeah, bring in the dogs. Bring in the dogs. (laughs) Obviously, they got to kill these cats. So what they do, they send some guns over to the lighthouse keepers. (laughs) And they set up a bounty system. Ah. Yeah. Tried and true bounty system. Right. One shilling for each dead cat. In their free time, the residents of Stevens Island are tasked with killing cats for money it's their job i've been thinking about this it seems well no of course i it would not be cool for me but at first you're a pretty competitive person and uh you know get a small group that can find space where now you have like basically a a leaderboard set up you're telling me you're not gonna go after cats for those shiny shiny shillings I'm abandoning my lighthouse post. Ships are wrecking. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I gotta kill those cats. Put it on the board. Two more. <laughs> no, I couldn't kill the cats. I would just ask to be transferred off the island. I couldn't handle that many feral cats. Are you kidding me? But, but, you, but you think you could do it? Uh, I think a cat would do it to me in a second. So, yeah. I had no idea that you knew the I'm putting psychology. myself in like 1800s mode, okay? A little rough around the edges. <laughs> Killing cats isn't a big deal. It's kind of just something you do. It's like taking out the trash. <laughs> Whoa. 
I'm I'm saying this as 1800s version of me. Okay. Okay. We obviously progressed as a society where we don't have to kill cats all the time, but it was like a way of life. Years go by, and by 1912, the bounty system has brought in over. Do you want to guess how many cats? <sighs> pretty small island, 17 people. Well, it's it's a quarter mile wide. I don't know how long. Mm. 300. Okay, okay. It's a little low. That's low? Yeah. Oh, wow. These cats have been busy. 700 cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah. And they're all kind of inbred if the story holds true. Pumping them out faster than you can kill them. This boring island is just like a nightmare island. It really has turned into (laughs) hell on earth. I mean, that's too many cats per capita. It's just the noise. Huh? Those shotguns are probably starting to turn on themselves. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Hey there! Hey! I, how you doing? How are those dingle dongs? I'm living in hell. How are you? <laughs> Same. Great. Want to borrow my shotgun? Uh, you know what? I I got my own. But... Well. When I'm through with it, you can have anything I need. <laughs> okay. Anything you want. Okay. Gotta go back to my goose wife. Okay. 700 may seem like a lot, but it wasn't enough. The cats were multiplying faster than the residents on Stephen Island could kill them and perhaps they were getting fatigued at this point by killing cats seemingly around the clock so to motivate the residents in 1919 the bounty was raised to five shillings per cat whoa that's a lot i guess (laughs) i don't know this typical lazy new generation (laughs) yeah god you know this is supposed to be an entry-level Cat killing job. You're not supposed to be able to retire off of it. <laughs> now they got to raise the wages. Yeah. It actually does motivate them. And um, it took a few more years after that to hunt them all down. But by 1925, all the cats are gone. All of Tibble's offspring. <laughs> <laughs> I guess kudos to whoever's poning up the shillings, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's not really affecting that. It's like 17 people. That's it. Like, who's paying this? I don't know. I, I'd be like, overlooked it. What are they doing? Writing, like, we have too many cats on the island. It's like, okay. It's kind of a cush job for them, though, because they're working at the lighthouse, but then they have this side hustle with the cats where they can kill them for money. It's true. It keeps them busy. Yeah. I and mean, if you're stuck on an island by yourself, it's yeah. like, I bet you they reintroduce the cats just to give these people something to do. What do you think they do with the dead cats? Well, you got to have them for the bounty, right? I don't know. Is there oh, a dead cat right. pile? <laughs> Outback of the lighthouse. Dead cat box. Dead cat box. Hey, I missed, <laughs> missed what you said. You said 
They might have introduced them to the island. To reintroduced them. them. Okay. You know, they wipe them all out and then they reintroduce them right. just to keep people busy. They should try that on Mars. Mm. You know how they have to, you go through this rigorous psychological training to just to go to Mars. Yeah. They should do something with cats. I agree. Um, well, so that was a little bonus extinction for you. Um, all the So cat- they, they wiped them all out? Yeah. Oh. All the cats on Stevens Island go extinct along with the Lyle Wren. That's Tibbles the cat. What uh, would you think? <laughs> Good for Tibbles. Okay, in my movie, yeah, the island's completely overran by cats and they find some way to mass extinct them with like fire or something, right? The main character, the protagonist, like makes a big pool of like kerosene and traps them all in there and throws it in there. Okay. And they wipe them out and or they think they wipe them out. <laughs> because at the end of it is like, oh, we really want to extinct all these things, but once we extinct, what do we have to kill? And that's what we really want is to kill something. That would be kind of like yep. the uh, the underlying message. Mm-hmm. And that's when they just reintroduce the cats and it all starts mm-hmm. all over again. Because that's exactly what these people want. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, that was Tibbles the Cat. I hope you enjoyed it, Jack. I did. A lot of cat killing. Not that I enjoy that. Okay. Well, you have a good day, sir. And you. Okay, bye. Bye. Peg Lake Deer Production.